Gundam style, everybody. Welcome to Wow Cool Robot, a show about Gundam. I'm Max. I use he/him pronouns, and with me, as always, is it's me, Sarah. I use she/her pronouns. Hi, Sarah. Welcome back to the fucking pit. Do you like it? I like it. It's good. <laughs> Does it vex and perturb? The you know, I'm feeling a little bit. I have a lot of feelings about a character that was introduced in this episode, and I'm sure we will talk about it at length. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Lot, lot to say here. I will say the show, like, I mean, I know that 2015 is not that long ago in the grand Seven scheme years. of things. But, like, yeah, in terms of, like, I guess the actual, like, production value of anime, it, like, you, I mean, it's, like, seems pretty modern to me. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, you have to you have to consider that again. This is the first show you've done that was past the two thousand that was mm-hmm. made after two thousand. So it's like, like, not not to like say that nothing to say that I don't not like I love the way original Gundam and Zeta look, but like uh-huh. you know, like you could grab it, you could have grabbed a show from like two thousand eight, and you'd be like, damn, the fidelity on this one. I mean, honestly, that's literally like whenever I see clips of Gundam Double O, I think it was made in like the early twenty tens instead of like two thousand seven. <laughs> but alas, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't really have much to say in terms of me seeing me, me seeing death clips from Death Note anime and be like, "Damn, that could have only happened in like 2019 or later." <laughs> Eating a big bowl of cereal. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, hell, let's just get into this. I feel like there's plenty to discuss. A lot of meat on these bones in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um. So I will kick us off by giving us the overview of Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans episode seven. Wailing. As Maruba skypes Tekadon, demanding them to return his ship, Naze Turban, the leader of the Turbans, and a comrade of Tewaz gets on the line. He introduces himself and offers the kids jobs with Turbine. Turbines? I think it's Turbine. I'm pretty sure it's Turbine. Like it's, so like in a, the dub like, they say Turbine, which is interesting. What? I mean, yeah. I, I would get I I like if I had to guess, sorry to interrupt, but like Not if yet. I had to guess, it's because like if you were to romanize Turbine, like that sound, it would be like B A I N Bain and not B I N E because that would be like turbine. Mm. You'd think, but I mean, looking at the but the... like but like like I, I'm saying that like if they're just going based off like the how the I, I don't know I didn't pay close attention to how they pronounced it in the in it, the it, it's it's tabin sub tabin naze huh. tabin. So it would be I guess it. I'm just gonna say turbine because that is just yeah it, you know, it's it's yeah it, it's weird because like you know to to pronounce Naze's name like you like if yeah. I was pronouncing that if I was pronouncing that name as it was spelled like Naze turbine it, I would call yeah Naze turbine but it's Naze turbine Naze tabine Naze tabine anyway he he introduces himself and offers the kids jobs with the turbines if they turn over all of CGS's goods they obviously refuse and a battle breaks out Amida Ozzy and Lofter all sortie from the Hammerhead Turbine's ship as Mika and Akihiro sortie as well. Eugene pulls a maneuver to nearly ram the ships into one another, but it is revealed that this was merely a distraction so Orga and his team could infiltrate and take over the Hammerhead, ending the battle. We get another, like, nice, you know, bottle battle episode here. Yeah. Regrettably, my first notes are just, in all caps, feet picks. Yeah, my, my, my first, yeah, my first note after, oh, they're just starting with the OP on this one, is we got a woman painting her toenails, and I like this, I like, this is, la- this is... <laughs> Fucking laughter. I'm, I, laughter. I, 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 laughter. Fucking. They named this bitch laughter. 
Member Sayer, you can't spell manslaughter without laughter. Hey, that's that's very true. Um, when it, whenever uh, I can't wait for her to, I, I can't wait for when she inevitably dies, so I can you know say, oh, that's my favorite Paramore album, episode whatever of Gundam <laughs> after laughter. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Laugh, la- laughter. It's it's so hard not to say laughter because I mean again. Who who the fuck knows or cares how to pronounce any of these characters' names, except for the ones that are just actual Japanese names that we're, we're good at pronouncing. Right. Um, Lofter's fun. It's <laughs> fucking like... Mi- fucking Mr. Mikazuki over here. <laughs> yeah. Hello. My name is Mr. Crescent Moon. Um, <laughs> I quite like Lofter in that she's like... like This... I believe... IBO has a good number of women pilots, mm. and Lofter is... You could say the more girly pilot, but it's not like that's her personality, you know? She's just very, like, bubbly and yeah. very... She's nice with it. I like Lofter I, I, I do. I, I'm quite enjoying her. Out of the... Well, there were, there were like, three women and... There were three women... <laughs> three women you will know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and I definitely... I, I was going to say favorite, but then I remembered the silver-haired one whose name I don't know. And I was like, oh, no, I care her more. But, like... Lofter very close second to me. Yeah, they're all they're all very good characters, despite the capital C circumstances, which we will get to. Um, yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that in the next episode. Yeah. Can't talk about it till then. Yeah, but yeah, she she's painting her toenails and she sees the Isaribi from her cockpit and she's like, "Ooh, what a tasty lobster!" I'm it looks gonna like a shimp. Snack. It looks like a shimp. Hmm, shimp. Um. um. Uh, yeah, Takaki is in the bay and says, that, yeah, there was a stop signal, and, uh, Maruba's causing a fuss, and <laughs> he's like, hey, they put him, they, had, they have him pulled up on the big screen, he's like, give me back the Will of the Wisp, and they say, and they say fucking, small screen, turn on. <laughs> they, they put him, they put him in, like, picture-in-picture streamer modes, so they don't have to yes, see him up close. Yeah. He's still, someone, he, someone set up us the bomb, small <laughs> screen, turn on. Um, and yeah, he's... Pissed as hell, and obviously none of the boys are going to really listen to him. Right, Marva, Marva's like, or, or Eugene is like, Marva, you ran away like a little bitch. <laughs> Do you think we want to talk yeah, to you? Yeah, you abandoned your shit. You abandoned your boys. It's ours now. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit more like, I, I guess sort of lore, not lore, but like some background where Fumitan mentions that like, oh yeah, we're being trailed by their ship, the Hammerhead, but there's not an Ahab wave reaction. So like either Hammerhead's really fucking nice and it's fast enough that it doesn't need to, like, jack its engines up to follow them. Or they're just, like, good at being, like, you know, sneaky pilots despite having big ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a cool ship. I like the Hammerhead quite a lot. It's The it's, name is very literal. Yeah, very much. I really like the way the Hammerhead looks. It reminds me of, um... Fuck, there's, like, a specific thing that it reminds me of that I'm... Let me, let me take a quick look at the design because there's a very specific... It's, like, a design of, like, a gun in a video game that's really bothering me. Mm. Uh, hammerhead, IBO... <laughs> it reminds me of a Hammerhead Shark. Yeah, it does. It does remind me. It does. Uh, yeah, obviously it reminds me a little bit of a hammer, uh, a lot of bit of a hammerhead shark. But like, uh-huh. oh, it does. It gonna... looks. I mean, it looks like a sort of crossbow-ish. Kind of. Yeah. 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 Um. You know what? You know what? Actually, no. No. I know exactly what it looks like. It looks like the fucking plasma cutter from Dead Space. Uh, when you've got oh, it, like aimed true. horizontally. Yeah, it has that that nice horizontal front mm-hmm. bit to it. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um. Yeah, they're dumb, following them. Though. Yep. We we see uh uh this new character. It's Jake Nazi Marshall Tribune. from Ace Attorney. It's it's Solf J. Kimley from Full Metal Alchemist. Yep. Uh, he gets on the horn and he introduces himself. He's the leader of Turbines. He mentions that like he's sworn to Tewaz and Orga. The fucking light bulb pops over Orga's head. 
And everyone's like, hey, these guys are going to kick our asses. And Orga's like, what about the plan? We also learn about, we also learn that the, that the leader of Tewaz is a man named McMurdo Barristan. This MF named McMurdo. His name is McMurdo Barristan Selmy. <laughs> well, name of the year candidate, honestly. This guy fucking just, mm. you, you can't have a name with that many syllables and not have it be tremendously fun to say. McMurdo, the first name McMurdo. McMurdo. It's so funny that, like, there is not one but two main characters in IBO who have a mech in the front of their name. Right, like... The Irish have won the space race. Yeah, yeah the Irish! <laughs> um, he, he tells the boys to return Maruba's property, So the, and he's like, all right, you know what, well, I'm not going to be mean to you. You guys can all operate under turbines, you know, you're going to get split up eventually, but we're offering you safety and jobs and all that, and Orga's like, fuck you, old man. Yeah, he's, he's like, he's, like, Orga's like, no, we cannot break this band up. <laughs> Every um, single boy on the ship is my Ani key. Nothing will right. change. Yeah, Biscuit's really nervous about this and is like, these guys are going to kick our ass. And Orga's like, fuck, like, we no way out but through. Let's keep fucking going. Mm-hmm. This will be a running theme, and this has already been a running theme of, or- of Biscuit being, this doesn't seem like a good idea. And Orga saying, fuck you, let's do it. Let's just ram through. <laughs> Orga's, Orga's saying, hashtag trust the plan. <laughs> Orga is a walking YOLO. Yeah. Um, And... He, let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, yeah, there's a sort of line here that we talk more about, and it never really gets resolved in a set of episodes, but Naze mentions that Kudelia is technically um, Maraba's property. Mm-hmm. And again, this is something that gets brought up several times throughout these episodes. We don't really get a full resolution on that. Presumably, I don't remember exactly what the deal with this is, but if I'm like kind of thinking ahead, I want to say it just has something to do with the sort of contract of her being like the cargo they're shipping to earth maybe yeah sure it's yeah it's just it's just a very weird way it's like i feel like that whole thing didn't need to be part of this but yeah eh. it's it's weird to the thing is that like it just feels weird to bring up in pro in such close proximity to like the human debris of everything yeah. like I, i'm not i'm like i'm i'm you know giving i'm going in good faith here like i'm sure there's going to be something about this because this has clearly not come to a head yet right. but like at the same time it just feels really weird for there to be like okay there are these human debris who are property and we literally like saw we saw orga tear up their contract in the last set of episodes that we watched back in episode four and now someone else's property but in a different way yeah and now a woman is property it's just like all right it's, it, i it's i can't tell if it's i i i, I cannot tell at this point if it is par- if it's supposed to be parallels or if it's just like a bit like clumsy i don't know i'm giving it benefit yeah. of the doubt and i'm saying that they're doing parallels but yeah i'm i'm, we'll I'm letting mario kata take the wheel on this one and hopefully she'll drive us to the parking lot of safety and not off a cliff time will tell mm-hmm. um but of course, you know, neither of them refuse to listen to the other, so they get ready to fight. Yeah. Um, um no. the, uh, the, as they're like, before, uh, before, um, before they actually sortie, um, Biscuit introduces himself and, uh, one of Naze's many wives says, oh, that's a yummy name. Oh yeah, I forgot that's a cute little line that's in the dub as well. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till you meet my sisters. They try to like, they, they try to like have a bit of a, like a, a bargaining with them, but, um, Maruba is not well. Naze has no respect for them because they stole their company from Maruba, and yeah. Maruba's like, "I'm fucking talking about principles here," which is a great quote from a man who lo- who, uh, who left kids to die. Yeah, exactly. Pot um, Naze, 
Nazai says, don't make an enemy out of me, and Orga turns him down and says, we're, we'll teach you we're not just kids. Mm-hmm. We're um, teens. Yep. Um, <laughs> we, we see one of Nazai's wives with her pussy bones out and her huge knockers and her head just entirely out of frame on the, on the video that they're conferencing on. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you care her? Do you care Amida Arka? Uh, I could, I think I could come to care her. I certainly, of the three women introduced in this episode, I care her, I care her least, I think, but I still care right. her. She, 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 we get more from her later on. She's like, she's Naze's, this is a weird term, main wife, I guess, first wife. Um, <laughs> primary, the wife prime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she she's his key, she's his Q wife and then we have you know the other the other key binding wives later on right. um but she's like she's cool she's just the sort of ace pilot here she's like the mm. best pilot turbines has uh she you can tell because she has a special custom painted mobile suit mm-hmm. um but she gets ready and she sort of calls uh lofter and azzy for battle azzy is the gray-haired girl yes that was her name she doesn't get um, to do much in these these episodes. No, not not in these the, ones. The most impactful thing the most impactful thing that she does outside of this like scrap with Mikazuki is get called a like uh laughter like laughter looks at her at one point and like calls her her sweetheart or her darling or something. Yeah, I'm into it. Which is I like it. They're nice. Listen, there's there's a lot there's a lot of gay moments in this episode. There's quite a lot. These episodes, there's a I mean, for for all the bad in these episodes, there are some very good moments, I must say. Mm-hmm. Uh so uh, the Isaribi is also getting ready to sortie and we see the bridge kind of like can sink into the main ship and we get a really, really cute scene of Atra having to like use the fucking seat belts in the kitchen to strap the pot of stew in <laughs> yes. as the potatoes all float <laughs> yeah, this, all the, over the, gra- the place. The gravity goes all fucky and like the potatoes start floating in the air like it's stealth rocks in Gen 8. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll take grass type damage. Watch out. No. <laughs> this is fucking like cooking mama extreme. I love it. Um... So yeah, uh, Akihiro gets ready to head out. Um, she knows getting ready too. We don't really know what she knows doing, but like we know that he is preparing to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get Eugene Sundere moments <laughs> where yes, this is so good. Uh, Orga is also heading out to do something, and Eugene wants to come, and Orga's like, "No, you had a captain of the ship. No one can do it better than you." And then he kind of like blushes and like twitches his hair, and he's like, "Well, I mean, if if you're asking me, I guess I have no choice but to do it." Right. It's cute. It's good. It's gay so moments. Nice. I love you. Eugene is so fun. He and Orga I'm, I'm have such gonna, a cool I'm dynamic. Need to, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I cannot search this out myself because I'm certain at least one or both of them will be dead by the end of this series. And I don't want to have that spoiled for me before I, you know, before mm-hmm. the show gives it to me. But like, if anyone just wants to dump like some Eugene Orga art in my, like in my discord DMs or in like in the discord, like I would be, I would be, I would appreciate that. Yeah. So, sometimes it's good when boys. Sometimes it's good when boys. Um, like, ooh, l- listen, listen, some some people may be asking, "What, Sarah? What about what about Mikazuki? What about Mikazuki and Orga?" And from you were talking about in episode one, and my response is, "Orga has many hands, at least That's two. So true. God Maybe gave Orga more. two hands to hold two boys' hands. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, we're we're all sorting. We we learned that Barbara oh, is still. Thank you for this. Yeah, content. you you, you like the image of the Orga cross Eugene Dojinshi I found online when I just googled Orga x Eugene. Uh, I do quite and like quite like this image of Orga trying to feed Eugene a piece of pumpkin pie. And That's what I'm Eugene, going with. Eugene just not opening his mouth for it whatsoever. Also, Eugene <laughs> has a backwards hat on and a Hawaiian shirt. Here comes the airplane, Eugene. <laughs> Fucking gay ass homos. <laughs> these are these are my comfort. These are my comfort homos. 
tremendous. Uh, so we're sorting. We get nice catapult launches. I love a good catapult launch in Gundam. Mm-hmm. It's always fun. They do it a cool way in this where like the, the suit gets rotated forward 90 degrees and like launched out the Oh yeah, it's like the they're ship. on the fucking it's like they're on the Superman ride at Six Flags Chicago. Yeah. Um <laughs> as they launch, uh Mika and Akihiro are like flying towards Amida and Azzy, and Amida's like, it's time for your spanking little boy. Your spanking little boy. Mm. Um uh Mikazuki's Mikazuki's running a little bit behind uh because something like something was a little bit uh, they had not had a chance to like really repair Barbados for yeah, the last still fucked time. Up. Right, because it's, we find out later that it's just because like, you know, Grazes like they need parts to replace sometimes, but it's like those are parts that are readily available whereas this thing's like 300 years old and it's mm-hmm. like <laughs> you know, looking for yeah. something to looking for some shit to repair your like your Atari 2600 with or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But um uh, Mikazuki thanks Akihiro for waiting when he gets there, and Akihiro says, "I was not waiting." But Mikazuki was, in fact, chasing. He stomped out. He stomped out the fucking. He stomped out the Isaribi Gucci bracelet. That's the. <laughs> that's what Akihiro. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't change, but it never changed. Cordelia <laughs> uh, said, "I just bought a chain. Fuck a wedding ring." <laughs> When they when they make it to Earth, they'll land in LAX, and one of them will say, first day in LA, 100 groupies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to, n- next week, we'll be discussing Mobile Suit Gun of Iron Blood Rooms, episode 10, No Sad, No Bad. <laughs> God. Episode um, 10, talking down my name, we gonna let it bang. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, we get another cute little scene as Kudelia. The, the battle's happening, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kudelia is struggling to put her uh, normal suit on. Yeah, they do show us her. They do show us her like booty ass as she's trying yeah. to get it in the suit. I, I'm I'm glad her hair is tastefully covering most because I don't care to see this. Yeah. Um. The the and she's like she's upside down and just cannot get her in her spacesuit. And uh-huh. uh, Atra walks in and like helps her get into her spacesuit, and it's so cute. Also, the way Cordelia's hair is like floating in the zero gravity is really cute. It's, it's nice. They they do a good job with zero G of like actually showing characters' hairs that have a gravity to it, just kind of being all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, also, cute- um, <laughs> are you gonna talk about the potatoes in the helmet? I'm gonna talk about the potatoes. Yeah, because Atra needed someone to put the, the to put the potatoes, so she didn't take the twelve. She didn't take twelve percent damage, twelve point five percent damage on entry. Um, so she put them all in her in her helmet. Yeah, it's a rocky helmet that doubles as heavy duty boots. Exactly. <laughs> um, um, Atra wants to go to the bridge, but Kudel and Kudelia's like, ah, oh, that's right. No reason to feel down. What I can do is to watch Tekadon fight. And mm-hmm. she's like, no, actually, Atra, you can come to the bridge with me. And she like grabs her by the hand, and yeah. Atra blushes a little. I'm shipping them. I'm shipping them. This is a very shippable show. Yeah, I'm saying. I'm just saying. Like, the, <laughs> there is such a weird energy to it, though. I have to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. I like you know smashing all the gay boys of Tekadon together and saying these two are kissing and these two are kissing and these two are kissing. But it's like there's not a hostility to it, but it's like. It's like I, it's I don't wary know. to show in, in, you. In episode this. in episode nine, Naze says something like, "Oh, it's creepy. What are you? What are, what are you? Why are you as a man on a ship with a bunch of other men? Gay? Mm-hmm. It's and like I don't think I don't think they're speaking. Th- I don't think the creators are speaking through Naze there. But it's like I don't feel like I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It feels a little bit like against the idea of me mashing these boys together. It it's it's like it shows you this moment, and the show tries to go, "Oh, no homo though." Like, it, 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 there's not like a, it, I, I'm with you, Sarah. I, I, I feel like there's, it's just like almost 
wary of showing this to the audience. Right. It's 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 fucking it's Andy Samberg pop star, uh, not gay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of, I'm not gay, uh, but if I was, I would want equal rights. Yeah. <laughs> who's rapping? Is that not who's the ally rapping that? God, I it's in my mind somewhere, but I, I can't fish it out I'm at just, the moment. I'm just rotating the characters that we that we know already, and like who is a not gay and b. Eugene rapping that song and like Eugene rapping yeah, a hybrid of that Eugene. song. Eugene rap is rapping a hybrid of that song and also uh, Lonely Island Marry a Man. <laughs> uh, speaking we'll of, be so happy loving each other. <laughs> I'm not gay and marry a man. <laughs> we get a little scene of uh, the, the gang and the um, they're in a hangar. They're like fixing up a bunch of mobile workers for some reason, and we see. Um, Yamagi is in one. And mm-hmm. He's like looking at it, and Shino Shino rolls up, and he's like, "Oh, hey, thanks for fixing it up." And like he reaches his hand out, and Yamagi is like really kind of just like doesn't know what to do. And he re- reaches his hand up, and Shino like grabs him and like kind of like pulls, yeets him out of it because it's zero right. G. And he's like, "Thanks for fixing it up." And Yamagi is like uh, blushing and like holding his hand, and I'm I'm simply Leo pointing. There's at the a screen. lot. There's homosexuality to be found in this show. It is it like th- this is one of those moments I think where it doesn't really feel ashamed of it. It's very clearly being like, yeah, Yamagi is gay, and that's good. It's like this is something that, I, from what I remember, Gundam really doesn't do at all. Yeah, does Gundam? I, I don't Gundam. Yeah, I can't think of any like canonical gays in Gundam. Mm-hmm. Not the ones I remember have seen at least. So yeah, it's good. There should be there should be more. There should be more. Uh, increase the homos. <laughs> more of them. Uh, we're fighting Isuri bees like they they um do a maneuver where they they, they do like a, a sort of like flip and burn maneuver mm-hmm. where they flip around but they like maintain their um velocity right just and, like they just like turn 180 degrees and set their thrusters to go backwards instead of forwards yeah. and Amida's like oh fuck yeah this is like lesson one y'all, y'all yep. are doing good so far uh they fire missiles and you know the uh, hammerhead shoots them down, but they're not missiles; they're smoke screens, uh, thus lowering the opponent's accuracy. Um, and Eugene says, "No hesitation. What's the hold up?" And like goes straight in at the at, at flying the, through a forward doing donuts. Yes, he is, and he like he tilts the he like manages to tilt the Isaribi on its side, like a car going up on two wheels. Yeah, he gets the Forza Horizon like drift tap skill bonus. Yes, exactly, and like just barely manages to like skirt the, the just like barely manages to not bang the the rudder of the isaribi mm-hmm. on the hull on like the 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 bridge of the of the it's hammerhead it's it's epic it's epic moments and like you know the main theme is playing of the show which is how you know it's cool and uh at first naze thinks that they're just trying to escape by doing a very like flashy maneuver and he's turning around and then like something just fucking blows up on the side of the ship and they look at the sort of screen and oh shit we've been weird Among Us infiltrated imposters. <laughs> Among Us. They vented. They vented. <laughs> they vented. <laughs> I, I need just like, I just want like an episode like in the middle of like season two that's just like complete bottle episode of the crew playing Among Us. Uh, Among Us. <laughs> Among Us. Um, and uh, while this is happening, Mar- just... Marvis. Yeah. Sorry. Just. <laughs> Just, You're thinking of Iron Blooded Orphans Amogus. I'm thinking of Iron Blooded Orphans Amogus. Like Orga gets Orga. Like someone thinks Orga is sus, and Mikazuki just kills whoever whoever said <laughs> that's sus. good. Oh, that's good. 
<laughs> like kills in game. I'm not saying like Mikazuki no, is yeah, like, yeah, out yeah, here yeah, doming. Yeah. Like uh, Akihiro is not out here doming Yamagi for being like uh, Orga. You were where were you again? I, you were pretty close to the body. That's a bit sus. <laughs> Christ. God. Um. So wow, if you get a lot of shit if you search Gundam Among Us. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. This is important. I'm gonna send you this, Sarah. Um, All right, let's take a oh. D- uh, I'm excited about this. For, to give a description of what I just sent yes! to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, it's a Shar Amogus pointing a gun at a Kaecilia Amogus. <laughs> it's canon. <laughs> oh wow, cool! There's also one of of a little Zeta Gundam Amogus piercing the cockpit of a VO Amogus, like the end of Zeta. Tremendous! Oh, I, should, I should finish Zeta. You should. So I can understand Zeta. this Amogus joke. <laughs> We're on a Mogus humor tonight. You know, um, I have been, I have been, um, I've been reading Higurashi lately, and uh-huh. I, I, I remembered recently that the reason I started reading Higurashi is because um, I really wanted to read Umaneko, but I was told that the start of Umaneko has some spoiler, not a huge one, but like a minor to medium sized spoiler for something in Higurashi, and I was like, well, I don't want to do that, so I'm gonna guess I'm gonna read Higurashi, and like I'm loving Higurashi, but like my motivation for it originally was to read Umaneko. Which, um, I think, I think, which, which as of right now is definitely the biggest undertaking I've, I've done to like, in order to get to something else. I think that, um, what finishing the rest of Zeta would be a, to get to see, to what, to look at one Amogus me <laughs> would be a bigger yeah. undertaking. You, you get what you give. You really got to right. put in a lot to, <laughs> right. that, that satisfaction you get at the end. Oh, it's worth it. Right, it's, you know, reading a Bible's worth of text to read another Bible's worth of text instead yeah. of, uh, versus, you know, watching 52 episodes of a show to look at one Amogus meme. This is the burden of content. Right. Uh, so, the boys have infiltrated the ship. It's only, like, five boys. And yeah. Marba's, like, freaking out, and he's going on this whole right. tirade. It's like, it's like the end of, um, it's like in, uh, in Saw 7. Have you, you are, are you a Saw I, franchise? I haven't seen a Saw. Okay, so it's it's like in Saw Seven when um when Hoffman when when Jill Tuck realizes that Hoffman is in the station, and um mm-hmm. I only bring this up because uh hold on Hoffman, I need to show you the the dream sequence to to explain to you what uh what to me Maraba is worried that. Uh, <laughs> So the, the the video I'm linking you here, this is this is this turned out to be a dream sequence. I don't remember if it's in that clip, but this is like a dream that Maruba had about Orga doing to him. And I'm sorry, this is going to slow the momentum, but I re- it's really important that you watch this clip. It's a minute long. No, I'm 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 watching. I'm watching it. It's very very dreamy, very blue. I see the tricycle. I know Billy the puppet rides the tricycle. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, that that tricycle was um going to be uh Billy the puppet was originally going to be uh, a thing that Jill Tuck uh for, for that. So Tobin Bell Jigsaw originally yeah. made Billy the Puppet to entertain his wife's child that they were about to have be born. But um one night, uh because uh because she was too nice to an addict, uh Jill Tuck, his wife, miscarried. Uh-huh. And so th- he has a lot of trauma about that, and the tricycle was one of the things, and so to Jill, the woman in this clip, she's like, Oh fuck, the the baby tricycle. Uh-huh. And now she's strapped up and there's like this some sort of horrific spike on a railroad tracks is kind of coming towards her. I like the guitar, very intense. The Saw franchise is the Saw she's franchise is got. good. I hear it's good. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, she's in one. several pieces now. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so this is what Maruba thinks Orga's gonna do to him then. Yeah. Okay. Maruba had this dream. He had this dream. And like, this is when, as he's like freaking out, he, he mentions something about the Elia Vinyana system. I'm sorry, the Elia Banana system. <laughs> uh, and Naze like starts looking at him with like this air of disgust, kind of realizing like, oh, this is guy's just a fucking total tool is taking advantage of all these kids. Mm-hmm. Um... And meanwhile, Akihiro, the battle's gone on. Like, stuff's happened. We get to see some cool new suits. Uh, we get to see Azzy and Amida in the Hyakuren and um, Lofters in the Hyakuri. They're, which they're has, cool which guys. Has like, which looks like it has no arms, but then it does have arms. It, it has, it, that's the Hyakuri's trick. The arms are in the weird, like, tank head thing. It's cool. Hit, I like it a lot. Um, fun. I always like those, like, nice sort of, like, desert brownish like drab looking suits it's like a nice sort of it's like it's like guilt-free military almost mm-hmm. yeah um but but you know mika had split up because he went back to take out lofter and like akihiro's like fighting both Azzy and amida at once and they both have both of them like completely on the ropes right and right before they're both about to get got is when naze gets on the horns like all right battle's over we're good yep chill out um akihiro's got his like back against the wall at one point and he's like about to give in, and then he remembers Mikazuki trusting him, and he's like, "Oh, I put the team on my fucking back, dude. Yeah, I put the team on my cross back. the plains, <laughs> touchdown." That that video is foundational. <laughs> Fuck you, Gumby. <laughs> Fuck you, Gumby. <laughs> so does that bring yeah. us into episode six or episode eight? Yeah, that's all I got for episode seven. Hit it. So to, on episode eight of Iron, Mobile Suit Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans, the form of closeness, we start with the step-by-step process of the events that happened right before the end of the last episode, where some Tekadon kids were able to board the hammerhead and convince Naze to call off his epic mobile suit wives. Orga nearly takes Maruba's head off, but is talked down from it by Naze. Tekadon enters deliberations with Naze and the Turbines, hoping to use this chance encounter to become a subsidiary of Tewaz. Naze is unreceptive at first, but is eventually impressed by Orga and relents, agreeing to set him up a meeting with McMurdo Baristow, the leader of Tewaz. We also find out that Naze's entire ship is manned by his harem, and he's made a lot of babies with this crew. With Naze's agreement, everyone sets off for Saisei, the home base of Tewaz. Yeah, turns out Naze fucks. <laughs> Naze fucks a lot. Naze fucks an insane amount. Because like he mentions at first that like he's there's there are five children on the ship and you're like damn he made five kids with this with this hair and that's a lot of kids and then we find out that this is just it's just the Among Us babies were born instead of like his entire like offspring who are down on Earth getting schooling so there is no we do not have a we do not have a number on uh huh he he's a modern day Genghis Khan this guy countably countably finite for sure the number of kids that uh huh the number of kids that Naze has like. I'm doing, digits, I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing set construction for math on Nazi's yeah. children. <laughs> uh, but I I, I just Nazi fucking Nazi's kids are a topology on on the set of children. <laughs> God. Uh I like how this episode starts out with like the fucking rewind of like all right, here's how it all happened. Yeah. It's fun. It's it's cool. It's like I like that, you know. They, 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 they infiltrate with the mobile workers. Mm-hmm. They blow up sh- in the hangar. Um, they have this fun idea. Because, like, you know, obviously we're not going to have the kids who are trying to prove themselves, like, start fucking shooting everyone inside Naze's ship. Mm-hmm. So they all fire off. Like, their guns are fitted with, like, these gas canisters that 
it's not like a smoke screen, but it is basically an explosive gas. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, you shoot, we're all going up. So it's a you know, it's a fun gamble. It's it's fun. I I, I really like um seeing the maneuver they do where they like get to the end of the hallway and they kind of like tuck and roll and like bounce off the wall and like shoot off to either side. It's it's, it's, it's a, like it's a bit of a swimmer like motion. Like when a yeah, swimmer reaches the end of their lap like, and does a little flip turn. <laughs> But real free energy with this oh, one. They do, they do flip turn. They do which, fl- oh, did you just get flip turn? Yeah, I just got flip turn. <laughs> we did it. We really cannot stop talking about Pokemon. Good lord. I fucking... I, I, tr- I traded for Primeape, and I have been bemoaning in, in... I have not been making this public, but in, in, in the team chat this season, I've really been bemoaning the lack of pivots on my team. Uh-huh. And while I was looking... While I was, just, like, searching for one before I added Primeape to my team, I was like, I guess fucking Starmie gets flip turn. Yeah, not not a terribly wonderful pivot star. Me is more of a glass cannon sweet. Yeah, but... more of like a funny little star that blasts you with water. Wee wee does a little spinny. <laughs> does a gay little spin that pisses you off. God, I love I love Starmie. Starmie is really fun. It's very high up there, Gen One Pokemon for my money. Oh God, um, I've got I've got I've got a, I've got like a handful of Gen Ones on my team now, right? Like I got because now I got I got Primeape, I got Coyster. I got, you know, uh, Starmie. A lot of good guys. A lot of great guys in here. Uh, let's see. So, th- they're on there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sh- sh- Shino does, like, offhand mention that this is a girl boss type ship. Mm-hmm. Because it would be Shino who notices this, of course. Right. Shino's just thinking about his bro, uh, Donji. They're just like, oh, he would have loved this. <laughs> R.I.P. Donji, you would have loved to have worked with Rip to a real one. Uh, so we get to the uh, um, the bridge, and I love how Naze is like. You can tell Naze's already figured out exactly like how this is all gonna go. Because when Orga and Gang show up with guns, he's just like, "Hey, took you long enough." Yeah, just like didn't even get up from his seat, and right. like Orga realizes, okay, and they all put their guns down right away. Right, it's 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 nice. It's it's you know levels. Um, yeah. Uh, Naze before the ki- before the kids before Tekadon breaches the the bridge. Naze is like, "Hey, Maraba, how are they all so nice with it?" And Naze is like, "I don't fucking know. Just kill them." Mm-hmm. He's and he's like, "Not appealing- really making a good impression." Appe- he's appealing to the reputation of Ty- of Tewaz when mm-hmm. he says this. The, the the four of them show up on the bridge, and Orga's like, "We're not ordinary kids." And Naze says, "Yes, they are not ordinary kids." And <laughs> yeah. Orga, and Orga's like, "But first, I have some business here," and like goes to pop Maraba between the eyes. Um, Naze, he's literally got his finger on the trigger and Naze's like, don't, don't dirty your hands with that guy's blood. I like you. I'll think about the deal you talked about. Okay, cool. Yeah. Bye. I like that Maruba's also at this point has fucking like Darby style passed out on the ground. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like eyes fully white. Just the fear of death in him. Right. It's nice. Um, and, and like, you know, they they leave and we just get a quick little cutaway of like Amida telling Naze like, oh, these boys are full of promise. And he's like, yep, they sure are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we, we cut to like, it's like Naze's meeting room kind of, it's like, it's just very sort of ornate and it, it's like a sitting room or a reading room of some sort. It's and, a meeting room. Yeah. And Naze Turbine proceeds to say some of the most wild shit I've seen in a Gundam series. First of all, he says Maruba is being forced into a resource mining satellite. So he's, that's taken care of. Um, Orga asks Naze about his woman only ship and, or, uh, <laughs> Naza explains that these are all of his wives, um, and it's it's interesting to think about. Uh huh. And it's like I okay I like I'm polyamorous, right? Like mm-hmm. I've got I've got two partners, and 
I definitely physically recoiled when I first saw this, but also the way Amida talks about it, either, I can't remember if it's this episode or the next one, like, I really liked the what Amida had to say about it. Like, I don't, I, I don't know, I have multiple thoughts in my head at once, but like, the, the way Amida talks about it, of it being like, you know, Naze is just a man who has a lot of love. Would you rather have, you know, a crummy, would you rather have like a shitty biscuit on your own, or would you rather, would you have like a, a shitty piece of garlic bread on your own, or would you rather eat some... Uh-huh some of the best meat you've ever had with a bunch of other people. And it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot. And it, it really does feel like the show is kind of, as it explores this route, like the show also is sort of like finding out how it wants to talk about polyamory because it makes a horrible first impression with Nazi being like, yeah, this is my harem. And I'm like, all right, starting great start Gundam. Wonderful. But yeah, as it goes on, it, it, it kind of feels that like basically everyone involved in Turbines has a decent take on it, except for Naze, who just, you know, is kind right. of a fucking freak. <laughs> right. Like, I just, I, <laughs> the thing is, I am not conceptually opposed to a ship that is entirely crude, but like, like to look at like a, an example of this that I like more, like fucking uh, Quan Shi from Chainsaw Man. She's just uh-huh. got like, she literally has a lesbian harem, like uh, just following her. And I definitely am giving her bonus points on this scale just because, just due to the fact that she is a lesbian, but also sure. like, I don't know. There feels like, like, I feel like the women on this ship have, a, have feelings for Naze in a way that is not really shown to be returned by him. And like, I don't know, compared to Chainsaw Man, like, I feel like Quan Shi loves all of her lesbian wives. Yeah, like, it, and from what I remember, there is more to uh, the whole situation with Turbines than we get from the get-go. But again, it's just like, it's a very rough start, and it feels like the show kind of has to claw back a lot of goodwill, starting like this. Yeah. Um, but regardless, they, they're they're talking some more. Um, Biscuit asks Naze if he can guide him to Earth. And they, you know, they eventually just say they want to become a division of Tewaz because this was their plan all along. Mm-hmm. And Nazi's like, all right, I'll discuss it with, once again, this motherfucker is named McMurdo Barristan. McMurdo Barristan Selmy. Um, so good. Nazi also wants to talk a little bit. Nazi's like, oh yeah, about Cudelia being property. How do you guys feel about Gellerhorn? And Eugene's like, I don't know, they're military? I don't know much else. We kind of, we're, we're fucking, you know, we're, we're, squ- we're squaring up with them, but it's, mm-hmm. I don't really know much about them. And he's like, yeah, they ended the Calamity War. They oversee all the economic blocks. He says something about all the blocks feeling like a burden because Gellerhorn is pursuing their own interests, which felt like a mistranslation to me. It's like, so burden is not the, like all the blocks feel like a burden. Just burden seems like the wrong word. No. Yeah. It basically, because I, because again, like Gellerhorn's like this sort of intermediary government between earth and space. And it's above the four economic blocks of earth. And I think that Gallerhorn trying to sort of strike out on its own and be more independent from the economic blocks. I think what it is, is the economic blocks then have to sort of struggle to find, I guess, like more management for them or like, because, because, you know, Gallerhorn, I guess, as a trading partner. That is about what, that is more or less what I thought. I just, the Mm -hmm. translate, the the use of the word burden made it feel like, oh. Yeah, that definitely feels like the wrong word to use here. Right, because the the economic blocks are like, oh, we're we're not, we're we're letting old Gallerhorn down by not helping them in their (laughs) new conquest. Oh, damn it. Oh, our self We fucked up. We didn't give the cops enough money. Oh, piss. 
But <laughs> regardless, uh, we know that uh, Kudelia poses like this huge threat to Gjallarhorn because, again, mm-hmm. even though Gjallarhorn's trying to strike out on their own, Kudelia gaining independence from one of the economic blocks is like, that's a huge fucking blow to Gjallarhorn, which makes sense why they want to capture and or kill her. And we know that the economic blocks want this as well because the leader of Arbrow, I don't even know if we get his name yet, um, Makanai. Yeah, they, they mentioned they, they mention I wrote it down, but I don't know okay. where I... Yeah, his name's Togonosuke Makanai, and we know that he also wants to meet with Kudelia. So, like, the economic blocks, I think, also maybe want to be free from Gjallarhorn. So it's like everyone's trying to edge out the, you know, freak-ass space cops, which is good. Uh, so that, that's, like, the reason. And again, he doesn't even say why Kudelia's property. But we just know that she somehow is. The main thing is that she just poses a huge threat to the status quo, which is why she needs to be taken out by Gjallarhorn. Right. We cut to the cafeteria of um, Isaribi. <laughs> I wrote Mika and Akihiro having a Goku-style meal. Yeah. They're, they're, it's they're, nice. They're stuffing their faces. And, uh, well, Akihiro's stuffing his face. Uh, and he, and Mikazuki's like, oh, I got it way worse than you did in that fight. And then he leaves without eating, like, even... Atra's like, oh, you should eat seconds, but he didn't even finish his first full. Yeah. Um, Yamagi rolls in and is like, hey, Mikazuki, Orga's back. And Mikazuki just goes off to help the, the uh, Yama Yukinojo in the hangar. Yukinojo, yep. We, we're heading to Saisei now, um, which is Teiwaz's headquarters. And as they're heading there, Fumitan talks to Orga. Because like, like, I think Orga says, you know, he wants to, like, get in contact with the Mars branch again. And Fumitan's like, oh, we have, we have a message. We have no money. <laughs> No, we got nothing. We got nothing, Chief. Bank account's <laughs> empty. Uh, and this will, this will get resolved later on, but you know, more, <laughs> more stress. <laughs> Orga's like, hey, do we have... Orga asks, do we, do we have enough money to buy a candy bar? And uh, do I have enough money to buy it to, to go buy a payday from the from the convenience store? And uh, Fumitan hits him with the fucking Naruto hands. And says, I don't know about that one, Chief. Yeah. <laughs> a fucking gif of a moth flying out of the iPad screen. She shows them. <laughs> right. <laughs> um... We, it's we like, it's weird... like, it's like in fucking, it's like in the ring fucking like, they, like she pulls up the, the, she pulls up the, the bank account information and like a moth mm-hmm. flies out of the screen and like literally f- like flies out into yeah. the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, we, we get a little quick cut over back to, uh, the hammerhead Amida talking to Azzy and Lofter and like Lofter says, basically she's like, I'm horny for the white mobile suit pilot. Like it was weird. She they says, "Oh, weird... is, the, is the white pilot? Is the white pilot? Is the call? Is the far quad voice? Far quad voice white pilot here?" Yeah. And then uh, she says, oh, "But I don't care about her. I don't care about him as much as I care about my darling." And she says that, staring at um, what, what was her name again? Not Azzy. Amida. Azzy, yeah. Get gay ass. Like I honestly, I think that was her talking about. Oh, Naze. I think I think she's talking about Naze and being like. I'm not going, like, I'm not going to pursue another man. Actually, I'm just being Joe Corny for this weird kid that I don't really like, even. Yeah. L- Laughter is a weird These relationship are, with Mika. The, yeah. I just, this they're, they're, they're so much older. Lot. Like, even if they're not, like, that much older in terms of, like, strictly mathematical numbers, like, they're so much older. Like, they're literally like a family of sister wives. And the, it's like, yeah. okay, this 16-year-old, ooh, bit, like. See, I don't even think, I don't know if they, no, they had to have met. I don't know if we don't see them meet. I don't know. It's weird. Laughter's weird. She's a fun character. But, like, again, th- this show just has weird translations that make it sometimes kind of hard to tell what people are saying and what their intentions are. Right. We're, we're trudging through it best we can. Yeah, we're getting we're getting there. 
Um, um, you you can know Joe's chilling in the bay, and Orga rolls up and asks for a sit rep, and like he explains what I mentioned earlier, like the Grazes have spare parts, but for an old bitch like Barbados, I don't know yeah. what to do. Its head's nude. Yeah, it's it naked head. You um, see its inside. Orga attempts to compliment Mikazuki, but Mikazuki's like, no, I was cringe, I was fail, I have to try harder than that. Yeah, it's like I oh, it's just it's just this very cute tragic you know hard to watch sometimes it's like vicious cycle of like both mika and orga thinking the other is like so far ahead of them that they were like just you know pushing themselves so hard to catch up or mm-hmm. just like boys communication please yeah uh, orga <sighs> says he also needs to try harder mm-hmm. yeah try hard come on yeah. Um, Biscuit and Orga later will talk about, or hold on, no, I skipped something. Skip well, something. The, the next thing is that, like, one of the younger kids is staring out the, we, we, like, cut to the title card, and then when we cut back, one of the younger kids is staring out the window and being like, bro, it's been ten days, how are we not Saisei yet? Yeah. To, to show us that, uh, time has progressed. Time has progressed. Um, uh, because, we, uh, someone explains that Mikazuki is in the simulator training up with Akihiro, and... One of the yeah. other kids is like, wow, those two are so strong. And they're getting stronger. On the other hand, and the camera pans over to uh, Eugene and uh, Shino, just like yep. eating and chilling. Um, yeah, she knows, <laughs> she knows sad because he can't be around girls. Yeah, she knows, she knows whining about not getting any babes and Atra just like does mega mind no bitches to him. <laughs> <laughs> Eugene's also eating Goku style right now. Yeah, He's yeah, yeah. It. It's so um, good. But but Atra's just like, yeah, idiot. They're Nazi's wives. Of course they're not going to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you have no swag, Shino. <laughs> Absolutely dripless, sir. <laughs> L plus ratio plus no swag. L plus, plus no ratio plus wives. no bitches. You should walk the plank now. <laughs> God. Um, Atra and Kudelia, they like kind of head over to Hammerhead. Atra has an idea and she's like, hey, Kudelia, come with me. Let's I have an idea. Let's, let's go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut over. Biscuit and Orga are talking to Naze, and they Biscuit shows him Tekadon's assets, like the stuff that they kind of took from Gyarhorn from the fight and all the stuff they can sell. He he sorts his inventory by like junk and it's like you can sell this at a vendor and there's no gameplay use for it. So that's how they yeah. know. <laughs> um love and, shit and that's ta- I love shit that's tagged like that in my video games. I know. Horizon does a good job of it, or it tells you specifically what it is for, and it's just to sell it. And I'm like, thank God, <laughs> thank you mm-hmm. so much. Um Naze asks why they didn't accept his offer if they're so strapped for cash because they clearly like are at the brink. And Orga, you know, does the Orga thing of like we can't be separated. We need to stick together. We all have, we have the bond formed from all of our fallen yeah, comrades. All, the blood spilled and it hardened like iron. And Max, you've seen ping pong, right? I have not seen ping pong. You've not seen ping no. pong anime. I recommend. Not only do I'm probably going to be doing a rewatch of it sometime soon. I feel like because all this mm-hmm. talk about blood and iron is really making me want to talk. Really making me want to watch it. Um, mm-hmm. not that like you know, there's a lot of bleeding or iron happening in that one, but like sure, like the, you know, the final episode is literally titled like "Blood Tastes Like Iron." It's it's a good show. I highly recommend it. Um, I'm gonna mm. watch it sometime re- sometime in the near future so I can like Crunchyroll. Exper- What's that? Crunchyroll. Uh, Funimation. Funimation. Cool. I mean, as yeah. long as I know where to get it, I'll have to remind myself to watch it sometime. Yeah, Funimation or uh, one of those horrible websites where you can watch any anime for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, two, three, anime dot org. You know, yeah. we love it. You know, do, <laughs> um, never, never, never navigate yourself to the horrible bastard website of animixplay.to. That's a n i m i x p l a y dot t o. Never mm-hmm. go there. Official Wowker robot seal of disapproval. Don't do yeah. it. <laughs> we hate it. <laughs> we hate that place here. <laughs> we, we 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 wash our hands of it. Um, um, Nase like flicks Orga in the head very very hard. Uh, yeah, or, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's like a little he, later, I think. Actually, 
Yeah. Um, well, yeah, yeah, but Nazi's like, it's fine if you can't leave it, but if you're gonna protect, if you're gonna protect Tekadon, no one's giving you directions. Kids could die from your orders, and you cannot push that responsibility elsewhere. Orga, are you a bad enough dude to handle this responsibility? <laughs> you a bad enough dude to kiss me with tongue? <laughs> Have you seen that edit of that image? No. It's 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 literally just that image from like you know whatever fucking NES game it is, but it just says, "Are you a bad enough dude to kiss me with is, tongue?" I believe the game is literally just called Bad Dudes. It might be. I don't know. Every, the eighties were a wild time for video games. Yeah, the game was the game was called Bad Dudes. Uh, bad Dudes versus Dragon Ninja. Hell yeah, it's badass! I love all those things separately. <laughs> um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's 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 not Dragon Ninja. It's one word: Dragon Ninja. Fuck yeah! It's even better. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like, Nase's like, Orga's like, alright, you gotta stop being so stubborn, like, yeah, you're the leader here, you can't go dying, you can't go throwing yourself into danger, like, the kids need a leader, and if you die, it's gonna be way worse for them, so it's like, you have to suck up, and you have to, like, you know, shit's gonna go wrong, and you have to be okay with that. It's a lot for Orga, but I think he can do it. I believe him. Um, Otter and Kudeli are heading to the Hammerhead Nursery to look at all the kids Nase fucked into existence, and... Yeah, they're going to the Yakuza 2 baby, baby zone. This is, yeah, just a bunch of adult men wearing diapers. <laughs> These are my adult children, everyone. <laughs> it's it's really cute. It's it's just like, Atra is like, really... Well, Kudelia is really happy, is like, she's her spirits have been rallied by this, and Atra is very uh-huh. happy to see her happy, and again, I'm saying homosexuality at foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she says, let's put a smile on that face, benevolent. Yeah, it's it's really cute. Um, yeah, this is when we find out that the, this is just, these are just the youngest five kids. They're like, uh-huh. li- you know, literally babies. Among Us babies are born. Um, yeah, Nazi's the most virile man in history. <laughs> he's fucked so many children into existence. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> you, you got to imagine McMurdo's just like, why the fuck is so much money going to, like, baby formula? Like, he, he McMurdo's reviewing t- uh, uh, Turbines' ass, like, their budget, and it's like, you know, it's like the fucking drill tweet where like 3,000 galar a month are going to like bait diapers. Right. Um, but yeah, it's another, it's, it's nice. It's like, and we get another take on polyamory here. I think it's um Lofter who's basically saying, like, yeah, like we're all one big family. We all take yeah. care of each other. We all live together. And the, the, the parallels of this and like the, the, of like the actual like familial family of. Uh-huh. The Turbi of Turbine versus like the, you know the the Nakama family of Tekadon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely interesting. I, God, I'm still just so conflicted. Like, uh, if Naze was not at the center of this, I would feel so much better about this yeah, whole thing. Yeah, he's really the big stinker of it, isn't he? Like, I did I did say in in Wild Cool Robot Discord, like things would this would not be good if Naze was a lesbian, but it would be better. But also like. This would be just bet. This would be good if Naze was not Naze. Like if it was yeah. someone else. Yeah, it, it's just really like. Yeah. It just like like everyone. It just feels. It just feels so one sided in a way that like really makes Naze feel like a manipulator to me. Like yeah, where everyone calls him their darling. Like right. Like and I I I'm sure I know we'll see more of this character because he didn't die in these episodes and we're going to see more <laughs> of this character. And I'm just like, there was so much love afforded to Naze in these episodes by the by the woman in his you know in his in his harem uh, uh, that are you know enrolled in uh, a part of Turbine and I didn't I feel like I did not see a single like like romantic or otherwise gesture from Naze to any of them yeah exactly it, like if he only does it to Amida not anyone else right cuz that's the, that's wife prime that's wife prime exactly it's it's ugh. ah 
we'll, we'll, we'll get so much more material to talk about this whole situation with as the show goes on, of course. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, once again, Nase like flicks Orga, tells him he's a fucking idiot. He needs to stick around. No dying. Uh, he says fast and furious this is about family. Yeah. Like, you guys aren't just friends. You're spilling blood for each other. You have this like iron bond now. Like you guys are a family, whether you realize it or not. Um, there's a, there's a really, there's a really cute moment that after, after Orga and Biscuit leave this meeting with Naze, after he smack, after he like forehead flicks him with enough force uh-huh. to like shatter bones, yeah. um, where Orga, like they get, as soon as they get out of the room and the door shuts behind them, like Orga like drops to like a really low squat, he and just, like, puts his hand on his head and he's like, oh fuck, I really went that one Biscuit. Yeah. Oh, Biscuit, I fucked up. I didn't have any swag at all in that meeting. <laughs> 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 Biscuit, he ratioed me. <laughs> um, and Bis- Biscuit's Biscuit, just like he printed, he printed out a big car. He printed out a big Letterman jacket L to hand to me. <laughs> he did the Doctor Phil thing to me. Uh, Doctor Phil, Biscuit. <laughs> uh, but Biscuit's like, no, no sweat, man. We all love you. We'll follow you no matter what. Yeah, uh, we got you. It'll be nice. cool. We got, we got you know. We we have your back. You have ours. Um, um, Akihiro and Luft are, are training in the simulation, and, uh, uh, so, uh, and, uh, uh, Akihiro gets his ass beat, and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> then Mikazuki's like, ooh, I want to turn, and Laughter is like, uh, well, there's no Alaya, vin- there's no Alaya banana in the simulator, banana. so I'm gonna beat your ass on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you won't use the handicap at all, don't worry. God, um, I fucking have you ever played Smash? Have you ever played Smash with that like adjusting handicap? Literally never. So okay, back when Smash came out, I I I live in the like the person I was dating at the time when Smash came out, and like her roommate and all of her friends were like, I was in that hell spot of like I was far better than I was like way better than them, but right. like way worse. Yeah, than yeah, yeah. So it was like they mo- most of the time that we played, they had me turn on like the adjustable handicap that added like 20% to my stock starting total every time. Uh, so, and there were like, I won like multiple matches where like every time I spawned in, like, it was with 80% against like three other people. <laughs> it was so, it was so much. That's a lot. Interesting. Yeah. It went yeah, down. Like, if you, if you, it went down when you didn't win, but like, you know, right. Yeah interesting god i haven't played smash in so long yeah it's it's fucking i've i've been lucky to have a couple of people that i can like that are local that i can like hang out and see and play smash brothers with mm. video game video game i also played some uh lethal league blaze for the first time last week Ooh, that game fucks. Fun. um yeah, this episode kind of ends there like amida talks to naze and he's like and, and she says like yeah i remember when you were just as naive as orga is yeah um and she's like oh we can uh, we can reminisce about the good old days in bed tonight, and he does, well, like, brushes cuddle. her off. <clears throat> and he's like, whatever, bye. Grapefruit! <laughs> uh, I got the grapefruit in the- I got the grapefruit in the fucking- the, the thermos under the bed. <laughs> just keeping a great- just keeping, like, a, a like a, a thermos full of, like, warm grapefruit slices oh. under the bed. Ugh. Warm grapefruit is a troubling concept. Yeah. Uh, I mean, wasn't like that, that, that's, that's what she says to do in the grapefruit method. Does he? You does gotta she? keep, you, she says to like to warm that up. Cause I, like, cause the thing about the grapefruit method is to, like do it surreptitiously. And if you put a great, if you put a cold grapefruit on your man's dick, you, he is going to notice. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it checks out. She does specify to microwave the, I believe, I haven't watched that video in a good while, but I'm pretty sure she does specify to microwave the grapefruit slice that you're going, the, the part of the grapefruit that you're going to put on a hog. I'm, I'm simply nodding. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, and they make it the, uh, say yay. 
Yeah, they make the Saisei. Saisei. Saisei is cool looking. It's like a fun turkey baster. Um, which brings us to episode nine of Iron-Blooded Orphans. Sakazuki. Tekadon meets with McMurder, Barrist, and Selmy, who agrees to oversee the Sakazuki blood oath between Orga and Naze. As Amida talks to Atra about the love a man can give, and Megillus, Ayn, and Gaileo head to Earth, Tekadon is able to sell off their extra assets so Orga treats everyone to a night on the town. Everyone's spirits are lifted, and the next day the blood oath takes place. Even though Cordelia agrees to McMurdo's offer of Tewa's protection for her, Tekadon will still escort her to Earth as Orga is able to swallow his pride and do what's best for his family. This is a very, like, Japanese episode. Yeah, very, yeah, very much so. Like, like so much, like, traditional Japanese, like, rituals and, like, clothing and stuff that, like, you really right, like, don't the, the see episode, in many the other The episode, Gundams. like, more, the episode more or less opens, like, with McMurder, with McMurder, with McMurder, Barrist, and Selmy, like, tending his bonsai. Mm-hmm. And, like, McMurder, McMurder, Barrist, and Selmy is a thick-ass boy. <laughs> he, oh, he's, like, he's not quite One Piece big, but he's, like, almost Dark Souls big. Where it's, like, you know, the bigger you are, the, the, the stronger you are. He's fucking large. He's just simply big with it. I like him though. He's fun. He has a little like Waluigi mustache. Yeah, he is. Um, um he, he also he, says, he, "Bring out some cannoli for our guests and fill them with lots of cream." Extra cream. Get these out of some cannolis. Hey, He's a I'm, space Italian, right? Hey, I'm fucking. I'm walking here. Hey, forget about it. He's funny. Yeah. But he's also just very, very, like, nice. He's, like, intimidating at first, but then he starts talking and you realize, like, oh, he's just, like, a guy. Because he's immediately, he's like, okay, yeah, you can do the blood oath. Hell yeah. Rock rock on. Rock, rock on, bros. Yeah. Fuck it up. Fuck it up. He's like, uh, I, I think he asks Naze what the share is going to be. Because, you know, when you enter a partnership like this, you got to split stuff. And Naze says 50-50. And uh, he's, McMurder is like, oh, 50-50. Like, don't you think... You know, you might think that's fair, but that might be too much for these new bloods. Let's make it 60-40. Yeah, Bill, we can't put that much money in their coffers. They won't know what to do with it. They won't know what to do with it. What? They'll just go out and get really drunk and meet a cool MILF. We don't want that. Um, <laughs> Eating a bowl of cereal. Um, foreshadowing. Uh, we cut to laughter and uh, Akihiro, like, yes. exiting exiting the simulation after another round. and um, They're still going at it. Laughter gets, like, really blushy about it in a way that made me groan. Yeah... I, yeah, it's, it's just, <laughs> all I can say is, yeah, grimacing. Yeah, it's just, like, listen, I'm, I have, I have seen enough anime that I'm really, I, I have grown to accept that most of the homosexuality that I want to see is just not going to be here. Like, it's, it's just, like, like, mo- not just here, but, like, in most shows, it's, like, I'm not going to get uh-huh. the homosexual levels that I'm, you know, pining for. And that's fine. I'll build my own. It's just, I, but I'm still, per- I'm still very permitted to groan, <laughs> like, I'm sick of this shit every time. Yeah, when they make it, like, more textual, mm-hmm. it's harder to ignore. Right. Um, We get a, we, we get a nice scene with uh, Azzy and Atra then, because they're cooking. Uh, and, like, one of the kids says, like, oh, Atra, you're so weak. That's why you didn't go to the meeting with everyone else. And Azzy, like... Puts her fists on either side of his temples yeah, he's, and just fucking he's, lifts him up. The kid's like woman moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> women be cooking. Women be women, shopping. Women be cooking. Woman moment. Women moment. And yeah, Azzy's just like fuck you, kid. It's nice. I like Azzy. She's just like she, she. She. She'll get more later on. But yeah, she. She's like kind of uh, first impression is like the more quiet, reserved one. Mm-hmm. 
She's nice though. I like her. Very cool character design too. Anyone yeah. with like white hair or gray hair. In yeah. Anime, Adv- advice like, to like advice you. to all bitches with white hair. Please survive. Please survive. <laughs> um, we we get another Atra scene, and she's with Amida this time. I think they're like still in the mess hall or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is that scene you mentioned earlier, where Amida talks to Atra about like polyamory, and it's like you know the only way to measure a man is by the amount of love he gives. Would you rather eat uh you know some gritty cornbread by yourself, or would you rather share the most delicious meat you have with more people? And like that's again, that's like a good way for Gundam to put it. I must say. Yeah, I quite uh, like. She it. does say Atra, you'll make a great wife one day. Yeah, sorry. I I um I just I I had pulled up the 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 Morg Eddie battle on my phone just to like see out of the corner of my eye. I just I just noticed Morg fucking go sicko mode uh for with Ooh. a reverse sweep. Oh, tremendous! Love to see it. Go Giants! Go Giants! Um. <laughs> We're not playing against you now, so I can say go Giants! Yay! Uh, we. Oh, I'm sorry. Would you? Uh, did you have something to say about the scene? Or did we just I, I said most of what I had to say about the scene. Like this is like a really like nice like descriptor of polyamory. Like like. If I had not seen with my own two eyes that Naze is not exactly a man overflowing with love, I would be like, yeah, that's that's really nice. But like, just the man that she's talking, I feel like there's like a second like Naze that does not that we have not seen on screen yet that all these women are married to that is uh-huh. is different from the one that we have met. It, it, it's it's fucking Schrodinger's Naze, right? When he's observed, he's kind of a weirdo about it. Mm-hmm. He's uh, <laughs> he's weird. <laughs> Haven't you ever noticed him without this little hat? <laughs> no, we haven't because he always has that damn fucking like it's like it's like a cowboy hat i guess it's more of that than a fedora i'd say yeah he, he it's it's literally just jake marshall but with different jake marshall Ace attorney but with different clothing right 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 yeah honestly like exactly the same um so we cut to mcgillis and gileo nine they're mm-hmm. traveling towards earth i i like it's like i like how the show's like hey remember these guys <laughs> they're here now oh no sorry there, um, there was there was one more thing about that about that lesson oh, that i want yeah. to talk about which is just like i did roll my eyes at atra being so happy to hear about being a great wife one day it was it was cute but it's also just ugh. yeah it, it's it's just meh. I, like, I like Atra, i like atra a lot i really do love her it's just like i feel like everything that they've shown me is like yeah she'll be a great like she's great at cooking she's great you'll at be like, a wonderful you know, you'll be good at domestic things atra right uh, maybe she doesn't need to be. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, regardless, we cut to um. If she, if she, if she wants to be a wife, she can. I just I feel like I, I the show's know. assigning her wife. Right, being assigned wife is different. Yeah, but I mean, at, the, at that point, at that point, we're just kind of arguing about like whether or not like they about the agency of like characters that dress sexy. In animation. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Speaking of characters that dress sexy, Galileo Ein and McGillis are all heading to yes. Earth. <laughs> Um, heading to Earth, dressed up sexual style. Sexual style, but yeah, <laughs> white boy swag. <laughs> white boy swag. <laughs> um, <laughs> three white boys with a little bit of swag, busted, <laughs> chasing, chase it down, sexual style. Low key sexual style. <laughs> Are they goaded with the sauce? <laughs> uh, like they, I think uh, Gileo mentions that like McGillis is going to get promoted when they get to. Yeah, Earth. this is a this is a very short scene. We find out like McGillis has a promotion waiting back home. There's an engagement party with Baldwin's nine year old sister coming. Um, uh, there's a there's a man that. with underworld knowledge who is investigating the uh, who's investigating Tekadon. And um, we then we get to, like, Ayn and Baldwin talking about how much it sucks for McGillis to have a kid as a partner. And Baldwin's like, hey, Ayn, do you, are you married? And Ayn says, uh, no. And Baldwin's like, oh, you don't even have any good uh, No bitches. Stories. No bitches. <laughs> no bitches. 
He literally tells Ayn that he's boring and like he kind of walks off. He's like, you know, I made you my aide, but you're not really any fun to be around. So like Guy, Ayn is now Galio's second in command. And of course, Ayn just sort of like wistfully looks down at the pin that Crank gave yeah, him Crank's before he Amiibo. died. Crank's Amiibo. And he's like, I want to punish these guilty children. Because the, th- the thing is that like he, he remembers he remembers Crank saying like, Ayn, I, I am giving this to you. I'm sorry, but I cannot kill innocent children. And then Ayn uh, is like, I agree with that. We can't kill innocent children dot 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 but we can kill guilty children right <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> Fuck like yeah. the letter of the the very much the letter of the sentiment as opposed to like the uh-huh. concept of the sentiment yeah like <laughs> this is not crank's last wish no crank crank's last wish was <laughs> crank was not trying to impart you the hidden meaning of go kill children go kill children who are <laughs> evil <laughs> crank's watching from heaven like no not like that <laughs> not Ayn, like please that. god come on <laughs> Don't uh, fucking Amelia Bedelia ass sign. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um, we kept the size say Eugene is fucking slamming cannoli. Good lord. He loves the cannoli. I love it. I love Eugene now. Eugene's such a fun character. He's he's really good. I really like he's him. He's really good. We learned that Tekadon was able to sell all of them goods. They got big money. Um Org is like, thanks, uh, Naze, I mean, uh, brother. And he blushes and is very, it's like, this one is a blush where it's just like, you can tell he's just kind of embarrassed. About, right, like, and Naze's like, no, nah, don't call, you can't call me that yet. We have not known each other long yeah. <laughs> No, we're, we're not at that point, bro. Um, but he tells uh, Orga to like, you know, you guys have been working really hard. You know, take some of this money, go blow off some steam. Uh, and Biscuit's like, shouldn't we use the money more wisely? And everyone's like, no, we're gonna fucking party. Yeah, we're gonna get, we're gonna get twisted. Shot, we're gonna shot, get shot, 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 shot. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Uh, we we do get a little scene. Uh, Kudelia and Mika as her bodyguard are meeting with McMurder. Um, and he he tells Kudelia that Arbrow also wants her plan to come to fruition, like we discussed before. Um, and he's like, but worst case scenario, since you're messing with Gjallarhorn's affairs, this could cause a big old war. So he essentially asks Kudelia if she would agree to have Tewaz be the ones in charge of her now. Um, and Kudelia kind of like turns to Mika and asks uh, him what his take is. And he's like, well, no matter what, people are going to die. You have to like choose this for herself for yourself. Like a lot of this is Kudelia being faced with this question and asking everyone around her and everyone's like, this is not our decision. This is your decision. Kudelia mm-hmm. bloods on your hands. Yeah. It's, you know, the, it just, I, I don't dislike, I just feel like, like these, these first nine episodes have been a lot of characters coming to the conclusion that the only way out is through. And mm-hmm. I, I just feel like narratively, it just feels a bit like, like it's repeating itself a little bit. Like, these characters continuing to have to come to the realization, like, oh, the only way out is forward. The only way out is through. We've already done this. You know, sunk, like, just like the, the idea of sunk cost fallacy. And it's it's not... I don't mind Kudelia having to realize this herself, but, like, I feel like Orga has real... I feel like Orga and Tekadon in general have, like, realized this, like, six times at this point. Uh-huh. I will tell you, Sarah, this is like a core thesis of the show. It is never going to stop hammering this in. All right. Well, I'll just I'll just write. I, I don't exactly dislike it. It just feels a little bit like like yeah, we've like I just keep feeling like didn't we didn't we find didn't we like last episode didn't we just understand that the only way out is through and didn't like the episode before that too? Um Mhm. Like, I don't yeah. know. I love the, the only way out is through. Like, I love that. I, I keep saying that phrase. Like, I, I just, I do love that shit. Like, yeah, no, it, it, it's a very good way to put it. Absolutely. Like, um, 
I, I don't know, like, even, like, on, I'm trying to think of, like, an example, like, another example, like, like, um, I did not, like, really enjoy God of War 2018 video game all that much, I didn't, like, dislike uh-huh. it, it just, like, You mean the really... best video game ever made? Yeah, but, um, that moment when you're, like, uh, when you're ascending the, the mountain and, like, the dragon or whatever attacks you, and there's, like, a very clear, like, look of, uh, with Kratos and Atreus where they're both, where they both realize, like, uh, yeah, the only way out of this is through this fucking dragon. Um, that scene fucking sucks, by the way. Like, like, sorry, I'm on, like, three tangents. I'm on, like, a tangent of a tangent of a tangent right now, but, like, you know how <laughs> everyone's complaints about quick time events is how they, like, they wish they were doing the epic stuff and, like, instead of just, like, Instead of the button. game showing you do the epic right. stuff? Yeah, sure. Like, I never really understood, like, I understood that complaint, but it never really hit for me until that scene in God of War where it's like, wow, this sure is, like, Kratos having an epic fight with a dragon. I wish I did more than press three buttons about it. Yeah, it, it's like, <laughs> I love fighting dragons in a video game. I would love to do it someday. Right. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's again, it far be it from us to criticize IGN's greatest game of all time. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's, I'm not, it's fine. I'm it's not fine. Mad. I already got mad about it on a different podcast. I've never, I've never, I've never been mad about the mediocrity of God of War getting the suck job that it did. I mean, that's gaming. I know it is. It's just like, I played it and I was like, damn, really? This is, this is what everyone's been busting a nut over? This is the sad dad story that made everyone like get out the fucking hankies? Sure is. And, like, I didn't, I, 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 again, I'll admit, I did not play it to completion. Maybe it really, like, goes somewhere. I just, like, Mm. I know what happens. I know, like, I know the two women that exist in that game. I know what happens to them. Well, sorry. There's there's two, there's two named women, and then there's a bunch, there's 20 women that you have to kill as Kratos in order to, like, get a Chivo. Yeah, you get brutally kill, even. I just, I've told you my idea for, like, my version of God of War 2018, right? Yes. Can I, can I tell it on the show? Because I really like this Yeah, by all means. Okay, so God of War 2018, the way that the game starts, for those of you who are unaware, you are Kratos. It has, uh, and it is like short, like a week or two after the death of your wife, of Kratos' wife. And you are dealing with like the pains of like having to raise your, you know, your baby child Atreus, like on your own. And um, then all of a sudden, some guy, some stranger covered in like Norse mythology tattoos shows up at your door and you get into a fucking like knockdown drag out fight with him where neither of you are really dying like like both of you are taking very lethal blows that are not lethal because both of the characters are gods yeah, or whatever you're gods. You're, you're gods of war even yes my pitch for this game kratos's wife whose name i can't remember off the, off the top of my head because her name is said like four times in the course of that game like because atreus uh, just calls her what's that or no no well she is laughy but her name is uh f- freya no freya is the other woman yeah the other um Kratos, wife, Google, <laughs> Faye. Faye. So my my pitch for this game, because the, the entire thing is like, like the, the impetus for Kratos' journey is to like, you know, bury his wife somewhere originally. My my pitch for, the, with, with his wife's axe that they, like one of the few things that she left him. My pitch for this game, Kratos dies in the fight with the stranger at the start and Faye is not mm. dead at the start of the game. Kratos, like, they, they they would have had to have, like, done a real, like, fucking Metal Gear Solid 2 about this, and, like, just kill Kratos at the start of the game. You are Faye now, with your epic axe, you are taking, you know, your husband's your husband's body to get buried. I just... Would have been so much better. It would have been better. I, I know I'm just writing video game fan fiction at this point, but, like, listen, I'm saying. Yeah, no, we, we are all saying. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, well, this is a Gundam podcast, isn't it? Yeah, this is a Gundam podcast. Um... Anyways, yeah, the only way out is through. We find that Cridelia uh, 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 figures that one out. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, McMurdo does tell Mika. He he just like asks me, he's like, "Hey, what's your deal?" Um, and he tells him that he'll have Tewas fix up Barbatos. So 
Barbatos is an interesting unit that has, I think, seven different forms, seven, six or seven forms uh, that are marked separately. And yeah, it's got, it's got blade form, it's got shield form, sky form, land form, <laughs> Therian form. Yeah, frost, uh, fan, mo. <laughs> yeah. Um, when, when all the types. When, yeah, and when Tewas fixes Barbatos up, we'll see Putting later. The fucking, there's a slot in the back for the RKS system. Yeah, that's what that's what the Alea Vignana is. Yeah. Um, but when we see it gets fixed oh up God, later, I it'll need, be I like... Need, I need to draft Silvalli and name it Mikazuki now. Silvalli's so fucking good. I love Silvalli. Banger Pokemon. Great little dude. Um, yeah, he's going to get it fixed up. We love it. Um, we cut to the Isaribi. Orga is like treating all the kids to snacks and cakes and creams. We love it. Uh, Ride is just kind of going ham, taking a ton for himself, running off. But it's nice that he, you know, spends money to get the young kids cakes and creams because he takes all the other kids to Pub Someday. Pub Someday, which is next door to Pub Always. (laughs) It's fucking... Saisei seems like a pretty cool place to be. God, fucking... Pub some The the fact that it's right next to Pub... I'm just like... I'm really in my mind thinking about, like, what the... What the? It's a who's okay, on first who type was, situation? With who these was there places. first of all? Who who was there first, and who opened up their pub right next door as a competition? It's so good. Like okay, like pub someday. Like oh, that's a fun. That's a fun little name for a bar. And then like fucking, you find out like two weeks later, some dickheads opening pub always, literally right next door. Yeah, <laughs> pub all the time, all the time. Pub pub constant. Pub today. <laughs> pub now. <laughs> pub someday is just like the, the logical conclusion of those like those neon signs you'll see in a bar sometimes that's like free beer tomorrow well you see in a like, i say you see in a bar like i've gone to a bar in the past right no yeah c- concept the idea of a bar right <laughs> you, you yeah, remember bars. exactly uh they're in the bar they're going ham we we see a woman uh her name is maribit maribit and sh- and she's just looking at the boys partying very like She's looking yep. milfily. Um, while, while this is happening, uh, uh, Shino is like, God, I'm so fucking pent up. I'm around huge jugs all the time and I can't touch them. <laughs> Isn't that awful, Eugene? And Eugene blushes and is like, I don't really care about women. Yeah, I care about, I mean, yeah, he, he textually says, I don't really care about women. Subtextually, though, I think you and I both know what he's trying to say He's, here. He cares about men, men named Orga. He cares Itzka. about men named Orga. <laughs> he cares about men with silver crescent moon hair. Exactly. He cares in the fucking... <laughs> The fuck Chan post that's like, I need girl- where can I find girls that look like Mewtwo? But he's supposed to be, where can I find men that look like Absol? <laughs> fuck, that's good. <laughs> find you an Absol-shaped man. God. Um, like, they're partying, and I love that it is a hard cut to Orga to, like, puking outside. Right. It's great, and like Mika is even rubbing his back. It's so it's this this is this is what real bros do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like Maribit walks up and hands them her little like handkerchief. It's, just, yeah. it's, it's nice. Orga Orga's just like gone off the deep end here. Like he's just like basically like passed out like in a daze. Um, I think Akihiro is like holding him like over his shoulder, like piggyback yeah. style almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just kind of like mumbling to himself about family and he's going to make a home for everyone. And everyone's like, wow, this is so embarrassing for him. He doesn't even realize. Yeah. Um, he's like, yeah, I finally made a family for you, a place where we can go home with great pride. And I, 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 I like this. I, I, I remain, I remain concerned about the parallels between Tekadon and, uh, uh, Turbine, 
but the this stuff is just like really sweet like the the importance of a family for all these people who are just like just you know left to the gutters to the, to fall through the cracks or goes yeah. or goes or goes their dad or goes their dad is exactly uh papa orga so that papa papa orga um papa morgatus is that anything you know like ghost workshop it Papa, Papa Immorgat, mm. Papa, Papa, we'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll um, figure that out. Kudelia uh, um, talks to Fumitan. Yeah, the same thing she talked to Mika about earlier. She's like, "What do I do?" Yeah, uh, and she's like, "I don't know. I'm just a maid, but we we really can't go by tomorrow because we crossed Gallerhorn now. The only yeah. again and again, I will say again, the catchphrase of the series: the only way out is through." Mm-hmm. And exactly. Kudelia's uh, like, "I knew but, that, but I didn't have the courage to admit it." And I I love Fumitan. Fumitan's so good, and, and Kudelia also loves Fumitan because she gives her this nice necklace she found. It's yeah, just like a nice little, nice little gift for her. She just bought a chain. Fuck a wedding ring. Fuck a wedding ring. Um, we're we cut again to like the mess hall in the Easter Eve at night. Uh, Mika's like talking to Biscuit, and like there's gonna be a lot less profit now that because everyone but Orca at this point knows that Kudelia is gonna like take up McMurder's offer to mm-hmm. like have Tewaz escort her. Um, but Orga like doesn't even know he's like too you know passed out still. Um, and he's like, Biscuit sort of mentions to me, he's like, well, you know, Orga, he's doing so much for us, but he really needs to rely on us some more. And like Orga's eyes kind of like open as he says that. So he's like sort of there now. He's, he's, he's getting back. Yeah. Uh, there's a cute little scene again where he catches Ride later on. It's like, you know, probably like two or 3 AM now he's like sobered up and he sees Ride in the locker, like looking at his cakes and creams. And uh, Ride talks about how, like, you know, oh, it's not for me. It's to appease the young kids when, you know, when they have a bad time so I can, you know, calm down with this. Mm-hmm. And Orga, you know, Orga likes this. He, like, tussles his hair and then pukes again. Yeah. <laughs> Orga's silly moments in this episode, honestly. Yeah, Orga, Orga, I like Orga. I mean, I like Orga in all episodes, but I like the side. I, I really mm-hmm. like the side of Orga that we, I've, uh, Orga. <laughs> Orga. My, my favorite, uh, my, my, my favorite Kirby 64 of the Crystal Shards uh, villain, Agro. <laughs> Um, Pretty good. I, I, nice pull. I, I liked Orga. I liked Orga up to this point for sure. Like you know, you check check the tapes. I never didn't like Orga, but like uh-huh. I feel like he's just been like really epic up until this point. Like I love epic Orga, but like this is a nice side of him to see. Like yeah, this, nice- this, is, this is Orga cut loose. Orga, yeah, Orga chilled out mode. Yeah, <laughs> Orga vibing. Orga vibing. It's good. Um, so we we, we cut. It's the next morning now. Mm-hmm. Every. Everyone's talking about like the the, the Sakazuki blood oath. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some we, old. There's we, well, we, uh, we we briefly experienced some some old dude uh, who he was like losing his mind in the in the yeah in the he's a Tewas mechanic yeah the Tewas mechanic like losing his damn mind in the in the in the hangar being like are you kidding I get to make out I get to fucking with I got no budgetary limit I can work I get to fix up a Gundam frame from the Calamity War are you kidding This is the best day of my life. It's yeah he he's he loving loves it. it's it. so great. He thinks it's epic, and he's right. It's like me when I get a cool new gun plucket. <laughs> oh God, I, I, I cannot um, wait to experience the epic feeling of getting a gun plucket. I need to actually—it's. It, I need to actually buy target? one first. Target has IBO kits. You can get Barbatos there. Dude, um, the, th- the thing is, I need to know if I'm. Do, I care Barbatos, obviously. Yes, but like before I buy my first gun plot, I need to make sure that there's not like some like like. Do you know who my favorite robot in Evangelion is? It's Jet Alone. It's Jet Alone, right? Like guy who's in the one that's in there for one episode. 
Uh, there are some vaguely Jetalone-shaped dudes later on it's, in IBO. The vibes of Jetalone are just so like I, I love Jetalone. Jetalone rules. Like I, I, I like obviously I'm a bit you know I like I like units O one and O two. Like obviously uh-huh, I'm not uh-huh. a I'm not a heartless monster. I got I've got taste. Right. But Jetalone is my favorite, and Jetalone's like in an episode. And I just before I go all in on my first gunplay, I need to make sure there's not like a Jetalone equivalent for me in these in these episodes. Like Barbados is epic for sure, but like. What if there's uh-huh. like what if there's like a jobber who shows up for one episode in my favorite mech? Um you know what? That very well may happen because I think maybe next week we get to see some very different guys. There's some cool mobile suits here. IBO gets really fun with the designs about it. Hell We're yeah. gonna go they they're kind of like frog like next week, I think. It'll Fuck be fun. Yes. Um so yeah, we're we're all getting ready for for the Blood Oath. And again, it's very Japanese. I don't know exactly what this outfit is. She looks um, like Gardevoir. Mega Gardevoir. Yeah. That, that, well, yeah. I mean, that's what um, Kudelia She's like, oh, yeah, Kudelia. I'm sorry. I think you were talking right about Kudelia's epic outfit. No, no, no. no. She, she, she's in like this, like, ball gown looking dress. Yeah, um, she, look, she looks like Mega Gardevoir. Mega, shiny, other, mega, specifically shiny Mega yes, Gardevoir. With, with the black on it. Yeah. yeah, with the black. All the other boys, though, it, it's, it's some, like, traditional Japanese attire because it has that sort of, like, pom pom thing up front. Mm-hmm. It's like a. Bi- I, I do not know the name of it. I'm not, like, a, I'm not on. I know it's like not just a kimono. I know there's like an actual name for it, but it's like a big black, uh, like sort of almost like kimono esque top. There's like a little like tassel pom pom thing in up front to tie it, um, and they all have the Tekadon logo on the back of it. So like these are all made for them. It's very nice. Akihiro is like biscuits. Like almost surprised to see Akihiro here because you know the whole human debris situation. Akihiro is like no, like this is our family. Like it's it's nice that everyone's going to be included here, and we get another. A cute scene where Mika is like watching Naze write because he's writing Orga's name in Japanese, Orga Itsuka. It might, and, li- I think it might just, I don't know if there's a more specific name for it than a, uh, 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 a fucking Yukata. It might just be, you know, yeah, it might just be a Yukata. Well, Yukata I guess. Yukata's more casual. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe Yukata is like a broader term that I'm unaware of. I don't know. Someone who knows, someone who knows Japanese more than I, I do, please tell me. Yeah, please. I, I'm going crazy trying to figure this out. Mm-hmm. But, um, Naze writes Mikazuki's name because Mikazuki's like, wow, these letters beat ass. These are cooler than the letters that uh, Kudelia had us right? Right. Because uh, he, he, he calls them pictures at first. He doesn't realize that they're letters. Mm-hmm. Um, and Orga walks in and we get a cute little moment where um, Naze's like, look, you see, you both have a ga in your name. Uh, it's it, it's like less... Cause he just says, you both have the G in your name in the dub, but it's like clearly the um, ga in agas and... Um, and uh, the Orga. ga in uh, Orga. Yeah. Um, and he's like, yeah, you both have the ga name, but it also means I, as in yourself. It's interesting. So it's like- it's, I, think that I, I think that I've found interesting here is that um, Orga's name is, like, Orga, I, like, you could, I'm just curious about the kanji construction of Orga's name here. Like, <clears throat> just because I would expect it to be, like, I, I would have expected Orga's name to have been written in, like, uh, Katakana, the same way that, like, you know, if you read, if you, like, read the Fullmetal Alchemist volumes and you take a look at, like, the character pages, you'll see everyone's names written in Katakana. Like, there's no kanji for those names because they're right. all, like, European names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, so I was just, I was just surprised to see Orga's name written in kanji. I mean, Itsuka definitely, like, definitely some, yeah. some I, I could definitely, that could, I feel like that could be a couple of, like, countries of origin but like definitely japanese being one of them but orga specifically is like that's not a, that's not a name you would ever like find in japanese right yeah yeah exactly like yeah. you could you could i'm sure that there are kanji that spell like oruga but i don't know it, it, i just i was just surprised that there was that they have kanji for it 
For, no, yeah, and again, this could, th- this could be not even kanji. It could be something that looks like kanji, but w- whatever it is, it's like clearly something written and thought out. Uh, so, so like as the blood oath occurs, um, and again, it's a very Japanese ceremony. They like drink from the sake bowls. Um, we get a scene from, I guess, from before or maybe after. Either way, Kudeli is like telling McMurder, Barris, and Sami that she's accepting his offer, but she still wants Tekadon to be like her escort. So like they're still getting to take her to Earth. But just not like, you know, as the main contractor of the job. And that's fine because like they still it, this is like, you know, kind of what's best for everyone, mm-hmm. essentially. Right. Um, and, and it's like, you know, going to work out like, you know, Orga had to swallow his pride. But they're their family. They're all like together. They're all getting to do the thing they want to do. And like, no, now they're a part of this whole organization. So like things are, you know, things are looking up for Tekadon. Yeah, it's good. Um, that's kind of where the episode ends as like they begin to like once again, they're ready to head to Earth. Yeah, the, the the annoying procedures are over now. Let's go to Earth. Let's <laughs> let's go to Earth. Uh, yeah, next week should be. If I remember correctly, I think we'll get some fun new mobile suits next week, which is always fun because that's what the show is really about. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you're going to love this. Trust me. Beyond two. I can take Beyond Two of them again this week. We got a couple. We got an interesting person to talk about here. Yeah. Are, um, are you are you are you taking are you taking Naze, I'm guessing? No, I'm actually gonna do Mika's voice. Oh, okay. Hell um, yeah. I I did Mika's uh, Japanese voice. Uh, yeah. I did his Japanese voice actor yeah. last time. Maybe, maybe maybe like next week you could do Orga's Japanese voice. Yeah. While while you're I'm doing sure that, just... I am just gonna pull up a. a Hold on. I am just going to pull up a quick... I, I'm curious now about... Uh, I, I was thinking about uh, Naze's while we were watching. I'm curious if he's... Okay, yeah, sure. Anyone. Um, so this is this is Kyle McCarley, born December 5th. Uh, a, a high trender on my anime... I'm sorry, on BehindTheVoiceActors.com, 58th this week. He's done quite a lot. Um, obviously the voice of Mika in the dub, but he was the voice of Iruka Umino in Naruto Shippuden dub. He was in Gundam The Origin 2015... He voiced Dren, who was one of Sh- like Char's second in command when he attacked Side Seven, and he's Hayato in the origin dub. Oh, yeah. Hayato Kobayashi, we love him. We love Hayato um, Kobayashi. That's a thick boy. That's a thick boy. Well, that was like before he was like a little baby back then. This is before <laughs> he got thicked up. Um, in Fate Stay Night, Unlimited Blade Works, he's Shinji Mato. In Hey JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, 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 battle tendency. He's Mark, the Nazi that gets just fucking throat toasted. By, Shinji, um, oh my god, he's the guy who sucks in Fate. I mean, he's the guy who's guy. Oh, oh, Shinji. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'd forgotten that character's name, but just like, like, there's a, there's a fair number of guys who suck in Fate, but like, <laughs> the guy mm-hmm. who sucks. Sure. Yeah. Um. God, and I, yeah. I, I fucking, and also, I fucking love. I, I need to fucking read. Once I finish Higurashi and Umineko and Psychonia, I will definitely go on a a tight moon journey. <laughs> Uh, and again, Mark also sucks in JoJo's because he's a Nazi and he gets yeah. killed by one of the Pillar Men. Fuck yeah. Um, he's Ryota Watari in Your Lie in April. In Hunter Hunter 2011, uh, he's Periston Hill. Interesting name. Um, he obviously, uh, Iron Blooded Orphans, the dub. He's Mikazuki. In One Punch Man, he's Blue Fire. Seems fucking badass. Mm-hmm. In Erased, he's Hiromi Sugita, Princey's adult. Oh my god, he's Mob. He's Mob! He's Mob for Mob Psycho 100. He's the Mob Love Mob. Wait, he, in... you, said, you said this is the voice of adult Hiromi Sugita? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay, yep. 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 Um, in 2017's Fire Emblem Heroes, 
everyone gets yeah, like I swear to God, every voice actor gets voice in heroes because they just Hero, try and, like, like it as Fire Emblem Fire Emblem Heroes is like the dub cast of Fire Emblem Heroes to me is like Adventure Time in that every single voice actor has every single person has done a yes. voice in that. Like exactly, yeah. Like anyone, I'll believe it. Like if you tell me someone's in that, I will believe you. Yeah, uh, and specifically, he was Alm uh, from Fire Emblem Two, uh, Soren from uh, Radiant Dawn, and Gatekeeper from uh, Three Houses. We love Gatekeeper. Gatekeeper. Nothing to report. Nothing to report. Uh, Near Automata, he's 9S. Yay! Nines! Yay! Nines! Uh, As he voiced Almon Fire Emblem Heroes, he also voiced Almon Shadows of Valencia Fire Emblem. Uh, He was Lewis Blackwell in Little Witch Academia. Uh, Devilman Cryberry, he's Rio Asuka. Did I say Cryberry? You did say Cryberry. (laughs) Devilman Crybaby, he's Rio Asuka. (laughs) Did you see that conversation that was happening in the the Henry Kissner's Pokemon Going to Die Discord a couple days ago, where someone posted like an an, a Venn diagram of like anime boys that were in love and had like you know it had Kawashin from Evangelion on there, it had you know Narumitsu Mm -hmm. from Ace Attorney, you know Light L, and there was one pairing on there that I didn't notice that I didn't know, and like I had yet to clock that it was all anime boys. I just thought it was like a just like a chart of of shipping and. It was some one of them had angel wings, and I just like was like, "Is this good omens?" And it was it was <laughs> Devilman Crybaby. To- Is this good omens? <laughs> Anime. I've never even read Good Omens. <laughs> I, this wasn't like me projecting like a ship I care about or anything onto this image. I was like, "Is this what oh, Good Omens?" Is it's fucking good. <laughs> um. Let's see. Oh, here's... You might recognize this, uh, Sarah. An anime called ReZero, starting life in another world. Okay. He's Regulus Corneus. Regulus Corneus? Who the fuck is Regulus Corneus? I, I don't know. I don't recognize this guy. Let me take a look at this guy. Uh, Regulus Corneus. Uh, white hair, big smile. Oh, this... Oh, this motherfucker. Yes. He's in the... He's not very... He's he's in a, he's only in, like, three episodes, but he's a very big character in the light novel, I'm told. So, mm. um, this guy is a... This guy is a motherfucker. I like him. Hell yeah. Uh, Seven Deadly Sins, he's Hellbram. I know Netflix was really pushing that for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, in the 2018 Baki show, he's Goki Shibukawa. Hey, Sarah, why is there an anime called I Want to Eat Your Pancreas? Uh, let me take a look. This seems bad. He's voiced Takahiro in an anime called I Want to Eat... I'm sorry, a movie uh, called I Want to Eat Your Pancreas. I don't want to watch that. Seems fucked up. Hmm. Um... In 2019's Gundam Build Divers, he's Koichi Nanase. Uh, oh, here, this fucking... Hey, Sarah, in Harry Potter Wizards Unite, he voiced Harry Potter. <laughs> Great. What Tremendous. The what the fuck? Okay, I'm, looking, I'm actually um, looking at the synopsis of the show, I Want to Eat Your Pancreas, and it's uh-huh. like... This seems, like, genuinely, like, sweet. Oh, okay, all right. I guess it's one of those things where the name belies the actual content of the show. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just okay. reading the synopsis. It could be entirely fucked up and twisted on the inside. I do not yeah, know. Yeah, this, but... this, this is this is Pangreas's trick. Yeah. Um, uh, 2019's Infinity Train, he voiced Simon. I recognize that I character. Him. Yeah. Uh, he voiced uh, Clement, Clement, I guess, in 2019's Pokemon Masters, the little electric gym leader from Kalos. Uh, he voiced Hal in Astral Chain, who's like this sort of like drone Rotom ass dude who's just like following you around the whole game mm-hmm. um he voiced player parentheses male in code vein a video game that i think is kind of good i need to play more code vein this is it's you know it's just like anime bloodborne anime very... the character creator that they, they let you make some sexy motherfuckers they that let creator. you go off in that game 
Uh, they let you just make the most sexual-looking motherfucker. And I mean, you're making a vampire character. It should be extra sexual. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's the glamour. Yeah. Uh, Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba. He's Yushiro. In a little anime called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Ogo no Kaze, Golden Wind. He's Narancha. Oh. That's Lomika. He's Lan D in Shenmue 3. Uh, he's Gran in Grand Blue Fantasy. He is Kolot and Jima and Tem in Beastars. Uh, he is Masaru Kusakabe in Brand New Animal. I remember that one was hot anime when that was going on. That uh, uh, that the the problem with that anime was that um it I mean a it did a Zootopia mm-hmm. um b it really just like crammed a like. <sighs> That was a very fun and flighty show up until, like, the last three episodes, and it was like, okay, we're getting serious now. And, like, they felt like they really should have had a second core to, like, naturally get to the level of things that they got to in that. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like, I, you know, I, like, obviously, people people who are listening to the show have seen my tw- have seen the pinned tweet on my Twitter by now. Like, I, I do, of course, enjoy shows where humans turn into animal people. Yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. But, like, no doubt. I was just really, like, let down by that one. Yeah. Uh, I don't oh, know. Yes. Like I, I continue to fe- I continue to feel like trigger. I just genuine trigger anime has like an A team and B team that they just like switch off on. Like right, you know their their A team makes shit like you know Gurren Lagann, uh, um, Kisniver, Little Witch Academia, uh, uh, Inferno Cop, and then their B team is like that's Darling in the Franks. That's um that's yeah. Kill a Kill. That's <clears throat> God. Mm. I've tried to watch Kill a Kill on multiple occasions. And I just cannot. It's just like. Uh- I watched it when it was coming out, and I don't think I could ever watch it again. The animation is epic. I'll say that. Like, and I love Mako. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just everything else. Yeah, just the, it is, it, you know what, it's, it, it's, it's empowering for, you know, teenagers to take their clothes off. We love this. So, so true. Um, in 2021, Kuroko's Basketball, oh? Chihiro Mayuzumi. Chihiro my what? I don't think this Shihiro character matters. Mayuzumi. I don't know. Oh, no. Yeah, Chihiro Mayuzumi is the fucking... He's like the Kuroko of um, Rakuzan, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, in was that... Was that wait, 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 when was that? Was that in last game? Is it, no, it just says Kuroko's basketball. It doesn't what, say what it year? 2021. What? That's... Nothing Kuroko came out in 2021, I don't think. That's weird that that's when he's... He's got that that's credit. What, Maybe that's just when the third season dub came out. I don't know. I th- yeah, I th- it must be when the dub came out because some of the dates don't quite match. Croco basket, Croco basket, fucking good ass anime. <laughs> this is literally the ninety two bulls. It's literally the ninety two bulls. It's called a fadeaway jumper. It's called a. F- Listen, Almine Daiki could uh, uh, <laughs> Almine Daiki could go one on one with Larry Bird, but uh, Michael Jordan could not fucking Michael Jordan could not enter the zone. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, Michael um, Jordan probably could enter the zone. Pro- yeah, probably. If, 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 if any of the basketball players think Jordan could probably do it. Yeah. Um, and lastly, in 2021's Monster Hunter Rise, he's Iori, who's like the dude that you talk to to get new aminals. Nice. You can talk to Iori and say, I want a dog that looks like this. And it's like, you got it, Chief. Here's 10 of them. <laughs> Have fun. Yeah, go nuts. Uh, and that is Kyle McCarley. Thanks, yeah. Kyle. Um, I'm saluting you. I have got a smaller collection here of Ko- hmm. uh, of uh, Toriyama Kosuke, who is the voice of uh, Naze in this show. Uh, he's been around for a good while. Doing uh, mm-hmm. back in like 2003, I've got him and uh, as Takashi in Bobo 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 Bobo. Okay. Uh, Uri and Zatch Bell. Um, Zatch Bell. We've got a. Uh, uh, Akira Komatsuzawa and Oran High School Host Club, which I do not remember that character off the dome, but I just am going to have to Google them real quick. 
because yeah, sure, or or I'm big enough. I I, I uh, this is this is a character that doesn't exist. This is not a character to me. I this is Tremendous. not a character. He's he's in the newspaper club. Fuck out of here. <laughs> uh in Darker Than Black, he plays uh, Yutaka Kono, who I believe is the uh, um, uh, no, okay, that's not the protagonist. It's been too long since I watched Darker Than Black. That was a good show. Um, in uh, Kuroko no Basuke, he is the voice of Wakamatsu Kosuke. Uh, Hell yeah. He, in in uh, Danganronpa, the animation, he's the voice of Kiyotaka Ishimaru, who loved that oh, yeah. for him. Um, in Haikyuu, he's the voice of Kiyomi Sasuke, who's got wrists like Mian Shao. Um, which let, he, he has hyperextended wrists, which allow him to do more epic spikes. Um, in a little show called Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Golden Wind, he is one Mista. One Guido Mista. Mista! Mista! <laughs> Mista Naze, you have to love all of your wives! <laughs> you have to make all of their calves crab, not just Ami does! Um... And, uh, uh, there was, oh, I had another, oh yeah, he's, um, the voice of Natsuki Kenichi in ReZero Starting Life Another World, not to be, ah! confu- not to be confused with Natsuki Subaru. Um, different Natsuki. What's that? I said different Natsuki. Yeah, different Natsuki. Natsuki, relative of Natsuki Subaru. Um, mm-hmm. he is also in, he's also a character named Von Herder in Moriarty the Patriot, which I only bring up, not because that's a really memorable character, but because Moriarty the Patriot is one of the most batshit shows I've ever seen in my life. Um, I... I need to express um, the. This is some spoilers for I think season two of Moriarty the Patriot, but the entire like the entire premise of Moriarty the Patriot is like, what if like it, it presents Moriarty as like this this orphan child who you know Moriarty of Sherlock fame. Um, sure, it's from his perspective. It presents him as like this orphan child who was really mistreated by the ruling class, and so he like he, what he is doing as an adult is like engineering avenues like engineering perfect crimes for the downtrodden like because he has like managed to you know bootstrap his way up he engineers crimes for the downtrodden the laborers of society to enact revenge mm-hmm. on the rich people who view them as their playthings and it's i don't know if i would go so far as to call it a good show it's a very fun show and i think the ultimate like the ultimate this is what this show is to me is I, their 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 portrayal of Irene Adler, who is a woman that they save in a couple in like a multi episode arc, like oh uh, like they save from some fate, and she has to fake her death and you know to completely escape everything. So she, Irene Adler, decides to trans his gender. Like Irene Adler, for the rest of the show after that, drops the name Irene Adler, transes his gender, cuts off all of his hair, becomes a th- becomes a lithe blonde twink, and says, "Call me." James Bond. Damn. <laughs> it's the best show that ever existed. Fucking hell yeah. <laughs> it's so good. That sounds kick-ass. One of the one of the season two episodes is just the premise is basically like Shylock was a fucking bitch. I will show him how to merchant of Venice properly. I will extract a pound of flesh from a rich man. <laughs> I can do this. I will do this. I am manifesting. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um oh I need a robot of the week, don't I? Yeah, I was going to be my next question, Sarah. What you got? Um, what is my robot of the week? Sorry, I'm just I'm just rotating my mind about. I forgot mm-hmm. that the, I forgot that it was my my turn this week. Um, you know, I think my robot of the week. I'm going to do a spoilers here for a game that I think that uh, everybody should play. Um, Max, you ever played Crosscode? 
I have played Sarah. I've played CrossCode. So I think you're I think you're uh, familiar with the robot of the week that I'm going to choose out of CrossCode, which is yes. going to be uh, the protagonist Leah. I think it's a bit of a stretch to call an AI a, ro- uh, a robot, but you know what? We're allowed to make this stretch. Ro- robots can mean literally anything as you want. Exactly. Um, the you know major CrossCode story spoiler. I mean, even saying even saying that Leah is a robot is like a CrossCode story spoiler. But like uh-huh. you know. Major crosscode story spoilers, but um, one of the most important moments of that game to me is that um, around the maybe three quarters or so, because the entire premise of crosscode is that you are playing as Leah, who is a the, you. It is presented to you as though she is a player who is like stuck in an MMO, like uh, like as it like imagine Sword Art Online, except only one person got stuck instead of everybody. Yeah, um, imagine so, Sword Art Online, but good. Yeah, it's a single. It's like a single player game, but it's like set in an MMO. And, you know, you join a guild and everything, and you've got guild mates who you, like, do dungeons with sometimes. And around three quarters of the way through the game, they, you, the player, and also, and Leah, and they all find out that, like, Leah is not an actual person, but is instead, like, an AI. Like, a, like she was, like, created as, like, a brain scan of someone, of a, like, someone who developed the game. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was really rolling my eyes when that happened because I was expecting it to be, like, a debate on, like, you know, the humanity. Is this, is this robot, is Leah a, a human? And the, the game really just surprised me, made me cry when they decided, when they just completely skipped over all that, when the characters loudly declared, yes, this robot, not only is this robot human, she is our friend. Mm-hmm. I, fucking good game. Crosscode fucking rules. I need to play the DLC. Play Crosscode. Yeah, play Crosscode. Our, our final message to you. Yeah, change the world. Change the world. Uh, and that'll do it. That'll take us to plugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah, where yeah. can we find you on the internet? I'm on Twitter at SunHatGenya, S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. Uh, you can listen to all of my great podcasts on the Noisepace.xyz network. You can listen to Ford Ford ReZero. It's a ReZero rewatch podcast I do with my girlfriend, Neve, and former host of this show and friend of mine, Morg. Um, you can listen to Fear Baiting. It's a horror movie podcast that I do with my friends. Um, you can listen to The Wonder Yorks or Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Two shows that I like to do that have not updated in a while. Sorry, it's been hard. Have you, have you looked outside? Like, have you really? Like, come on. Yeah. Come on. The the economy, it's in shambles. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and I think those is my plugs. Cool. Um, I've been Max. You can find me on Twitter at MaxiBajillion. In addition to this podcast, also on Noisepace.xyz, our pod of greed. It's a podcast about Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, there is Slappers Only, a video game music showdown podcast. And finally, um, you can listen to Nevermind the Trollocs, which is not on Noisepace, but it is another fun podcast I do with former host of this show, Sarah, and hosts of a different Gundam podcast, Mobile Suit Breakdown, uh, Tom and Nina. We talked about Amazon's Wheel of Time. We just put out the uh, season one wrap-up episode where we go through our mailbag and uh, design some cool pivotal lore for the world that's better than anything the show could have come up with and yeah that'll do it go to uh wow cool podcast on twitter join our discord links in all the episode description come hang out with us um and i almost forgot as we always say war is bad wow cool robot see you next week um yakuza members we're in that we're in it now we did it yeah we got the fucking we got the big tattoos on our back the only the only way out is through. I got Trogdor tattooed on my back. <laughs> Fuck <rules>. yeah! <laughs> <laughs>